Reading now from the Gospel according to Luke. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up to Gal- from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass and which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you feel like you hear the same Christmas story read every year, you do. It's not because you have missed the point and we think you need to understand it anew. There's really nothing for you to do in this story. We read this story to you again because it's a story of what God has done. It's a story we need to remember because it's what God has done. This is a story of God who heard the cries of people and decided to intervene in the world to come to us to save us, but in a most surprising way. God came to us as a baby, a little person, to an unknown couple from an out-of-the-way place. It was a sign of who this God is and how this God would be. Child for us sinners, poor and in a manger. That's where God arrived. And we're shown that if God will come to a place like that and the people like then, well, then God will do anything to get to every person. This is a story about a God who hears and responds. 
who makes himself available to each person in every situation because there is something in each person and every situation that needs God's grace. Maybe that's why we return to this story every year. For all the other magic of this time of year, children beside themselves, what this night might hold, and hoping that I'll get on with it so they can get to it. The wonder of three or four generations sharing a room together, thoughts and memories. The meal that couldn't possibly turn out delicious because there are so many different temperatures, times, and not enough ovens, and yet somehow it does. For all the other magic of this night, I think the story is telling us something even more incredible than magical and also more true. The story is giving us hope for long after the decorations are put away. It's giving us hope for where we live and for places across this world that sometimes feel God-forsaken. The story is telling us that if Jesus was born in those conditions in that place, then He's willing to enter any condition we find ourselves in. That's the hope that is born in this story and the hope that grows through the stories of Jesus' life. It's the hope that inspires us to embrace Christ with love and awe and wonder who would not love Thee, loving us so dearly. It's a hope that inspires us to come and to adore Him, to show this child our love. Children inspire love, which is a good thing because it's what they need most. They need the interaction that says, you matter to me. I adore you. For all the other things on a new parent's to-do list, that kind of interaction is at the top. And good for the baby, it's not just the parents who want to show that kind of love. Grandparents and aunts and uncles and neighbors and friends and church members and people you've never met before all want to come and show your baby that kind of affection. People are so kind and and attentive, it makes you want to order a really nice baby hazmat suit. Especially with the plague that we've been dealing with in Florence lately. What I remember about those days when we were parenting little children is that no matter how much attention our babies were receiving, it did not diminish my need to give them my attention. The children may have received a healthy amount of touches, but that didn't mean I didn't have more that I needed to give. I needed to adore them. We're here tonight because we need to adore Jesus, pure and simple. That's really all we need to do tonight. Just soak in God's love for us and offer our love back to God. I suppose that's why we're drawn to this story every year. We know how to love a baby. We can put words and song to that. We don't have to create a to-do list around adoring a baby. It springs up within us naturally. And we don't forget the one that we adore. Dorothy Day became famous for her care for the poor in New York City. She did the very things that Jesus said His sheep do. She fed the hungry, she clothed the naked, 
to welcome the stranger. Toward the end of her life, a biographer wanted to help her tell her story. And he met with her and he gave her the assignment of writing down some thoughts between then and a few weeks later when he would return to check her progress. When he came back to check on her, he saw that she really hadn't made any notes. She said, I tried. But all I kept thinking was, how it was my good fortune to have Jesus on my mind for so long. We don't easily forget the one we adore. O come, let us adore Him. Christ our Lord.